culture, society. On every street and around every bend lies a world positively overflowing with both. But sometimes we can all use a night in, removed from the endless spiral of chaos and absolute nonsense that waits outside our doors. And for those nights, there's Drizzly, the number one app for alcohol delivery. With Drizzly, you can shop local stores and compare prices on the biggest selection of beer, wine, and spirits, then get your favorite drinks delivered to your door in under 60 minutes. All from the comfort of your couch. Because society is great, but it doesn't have your couch. And it's windy out. And you forgot your jacket. And oh my God, would you look at the line at that place? Are you serious? I... (sighs) So download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y dot com today. You're listening to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. If you guys aren't doing so already, go and give me a follow at Just Plain Zach because I have really adorable selfies and really funny tweets. And I'll probably be taking a really adorable selfie in studio today because we have so many guests. We have like 1,200 people in studio right now, and I'm loving it because it's like a full audience. Three of them are on mic. Um, two of them I'm familiar with, and one I'm really excited to meet today. Uh, please welcome... Brian Drolet. Did I, did I score that one? You said it absolutely correct. Okay. Jordan Eubanks. Yep. And Chris Livingston. How are you guys? We're doing good. Thank you for having us. Yeah. I feel like there's so many people in the room. I don't know what to do. <laughs> Get them. <No. laughs> okay. So before we dive deep into it, um, I need you guys to answer my icebreaker question. So every guest that comes into the studio has to answer these questions. Okay. I feel like they're very telling questions of like who you are just as a human being. (laughs) First one, uh, I guess we'll start with you, Brian. What's one word your mom would use to describe you? Creative. Creative. Okay. Outgoing. Outgoing. Chris? Messy. Messy. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) My mom would have went with that one too, actually. (laughs) Okay, Brian, give me a fun fact. What's one thing about you people would not expect? I am legally blind in my right eye. Really? Born that way. What does that mean? Like Lady Gaga. What does um, legally blind mean? I, you know, we discovered it early on when you do the, the eye tests in, in school, but I couldn't see the other letters when I closed my left eye, which is my good eye. Okay. And they realized I have some sort of um, growth over my, very harmless, but it causes me to not be able to see. And so Fun. my brain shuts down and I, I'm pretty much Cyclops. Okay. Without the superpowers. <laughs> I mean, it sound, you made it sound way more fun than I'm sure it actually is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Being blind in one eye is cool. <laughs> <laughs> you know, from this angle, you do have a mustache. From this angle. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Change the subject there. <laughs> <laughs> I see it. I finally okay. I see it. I see okay, it. well, well it. I'm going to count that as your fun fact. No, that's not my fun fact. Um, I, a fun fact about me. Uh, I'm an American inventor. Okay, what does that mean? I have a patent with the USPTO. Oh, okay. Yeah, I thought my, my, you're about to say you have like a show on TLC right now. No, no. <laughs> you like build tiny houses. Patents are very hard to get. They're like, mm-hmm. take forever. You deal with the USPTO, going back and forth with it. But uh, yeah, I have a, I'm a US, I guess, American inventor. 
I like that. And it's very Trump of you. Yeah, right. um, <laughs> Chris, do you have a fun fact you'd like to share? I once mooned Bruce Willis. Oh, okay. <laughs> You're just full of the fun facts today. Wow. <laughs> How, I mean, do I get context to the story? Well, I was with my girlfriend in New York City. We were up on in, in the 13th floor of this building. And as we came into the apartment, there were all these lights that were up on cranes, um, huge lights. And so we called downstairs to say, what, what are they filming? What's going on? Mm-hmm. And they they said it's a Bruce Willis movie. With, it was called Hudson Hawk with Danny Aiello. So we looked down from our window, and there was the whole film crew was on the roof below us, about okay. maybe three or four flights below. And Danny Aiello and Bruce Willis were on the balcony that was literally the same height as that roof. Uh-huh. So they were facing us, and the film crew was facing away from our building, facing them. Okay. So I was like, I told my girlfriend, I knew I shouldn't have done this because she was crazy. <laughs> I said, you know what we should do? And I said, we should moon Bruce Willis. She's like, yes. And she <laughs> runs and she go gets her lipstick and she writes, I write high across her butt cheeks and she writes Bruce across mine. Oh and we waited just till they were about to do a take. <laughs> and I just said, you know, they said quiet on the set. And I just went, hey, Bruce. <laughs> and the whole crew just jumped and turned around and looked. And we stuck our rear ends out the window and started to wiggle. And we counted to 10, 10, 1,000. And by 3, 1,000, oh the entire crew broke into a thunderous applause and cheers. Oh, my God. And that's how they actually got the idea for moonlighting. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you were just full of fun stories today. We're just getting started. I'm liking this. Um, Brian, what is your drink of choice? Uh, my drink of choice. We're talking cocktails, mm-hmm. obviously, right? Um, cause I'm a pretty avid on coffee. Um, I, you know, I'm a, I guess I'm a dirty martini guy and I like it shaken. Okay. James Bond style. See, I feel like people who, cause I like martinis. So I like to do a dry vodka martini with Belvedere and with the twist. So like people that drink martinis regularly have a very specific way that they like it. Well, it's like sometimes you get a bartender. I, I was out recently and they're oh, like, they don't the know bartender doesn't doing. like to shake. He stirs. Yeah. And I'm like, well, the customer likes well, it shaking. You're not supposed to shake martinis. I don't care what you're supposed to do. <laughs> if I want it in a, a, a <laughs> firm. Just, just want to let you know. You know, that. this is LA. Everybody has special requests for do, every fucking do, thing. Like, but... who is someone to tell me how I like my drink? <laughs> well, James Bond got the Vesper, but he got it wrong. It's supposed to be stirred, not shaken. But James Bond. Bond is shaking. never wrong. He was wrong. Okay. Jordan? Um, I'm a, any rye whiskey neat. Okay. What is the difference between, like, whiskey and isn't there, like, an Irish one? Like, there so, are a lot of dark liquors. What? Yeah, so the difference between rye and bourbon, bourbon's going to be a little um, sweeter. It's sweeter. Okay. There's more sugar involved in, in the bourbon, and then rye is more distilled with less sugar. Fun facts. Chris? I like Sapporo beer. Okay. I'm, that's boring, but that's, that's what it comes down to. <laughs> Are you like an IPA craft beer? Like, no. Do you like to fancy that? You know what? There's a, I, I like um, Moretti, which is the Italian beer. I okay. like Sapporo. Um, I like margaritas and occasionally, um, what's the one with the mints? You know, the uh, Mojito. Mojito. mojitos. Yes. Fun. Yeah. Okay. I, I, by the way, I hate olives. Really? Love so what do dirty you... martinis. I don't get it with either. olives. Uh, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I won't eat the olives, but I like the way olive juice like the and olive vodka juice. go together. Yeah. Okay, so you like it salty, whatever that means. I like it with the twist. It gives it like that citrus. Twist is good too. Okay, last question, which is my favorite question to ask people, Brian. If you had to be reincarnated as a Kardashian, which one would it be? Wow, what a great question. I feel like it's very talented people. And before you answer that, don't pull because people like to say, oh, I don't know who the Kardashians are. Oh, no, are. I know exactly I don't know who who their they names are. are. Everybody knows at least one fucking Kardashian. Yeah, you know what? I think this is a pretty easy one for me. I got to go with 
I think her name's Kylie. Kylie. Right? She's like a billionaire She's at like age right 19. Now. Sign me up self-made for billi- billionaire. Yeah, right sign there. me up for self-made billionaire at 19. <laughs> okay. Jordan. Oh, man. Give me um, a Kardashian. Courtney. Courtney. Why Courtney? Yeah, she's the oldest one, the wisest one, I think. I think she's the prettiest one. Yeah. Um, she just seems like she has her stuff together a little she more. She does. She only likes else. younger men, so you may be out of luck. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's true. You need to go for, like, the ones with daddy issues. And not that you're old. You're not old, but I mean, yeah, like, He just 30. called you old, <laughs> no, by the way. <laughs> I heard it as it came out. I'm 34. I'm 34. Chris. I'm going to go with a billionaire. A billionaire, I, I, Kylie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let's fair. call her. I mean, it's aren't fair. they all kind the of close to billionaires? The one with the K at the beginning of her name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, they're all really rich, but I think, like, Kim and Kylie are the ones that have, like, really successful businesses on top of, like, their fame. Yeah, you got to respect that. And and she got rid of the lip injections, which I think is something that society needs. Well, that's how she made the billion, right? Yeah, but isn't that twisted that she made her money off of lip kits that she sold to people when her lips had injections? And then now that her lip kits are like selling through the roof, now, you know, she decided to take out the injections. Hey, for a billion bucks, you can inject anything you want in my lips. Okay, so Brian and Jordan, you guys were originally on The Hills. Yes. Okay, so I've had Jason Waller on the show. I've had Heidi Pratt on the show. (laughs) So I want to hear your take on, one, what happened to you guys on The Hills, and then we'll get into kind of like the behind the scenes of that show. Because you guys were on the first season. You were even in like the promo shots and everything. What happened? Did you piss somebody off? Did they fire you? Um, Did you sleep with a producer? Like what happened? (laughs) I feel like that would give you more camera time. You know, honestly, I don't think Jordan and I, we didn't cause any drama. We were, we're pretty, mm. we're two pretty happy, you know, guys. Like, we're not going to talk trash on people on camera. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if that necessarily fit the agenda for the show. Yeah. But, you know, we always say that season one was, we think, the most real uh, in the sense that, you know, we had just moved out to L.A. And... You know, everything you saw between Jordan and, and Heidi's relationship and everything you saw with me was was all just actually us. There was nothing manipulated or um, manufactured. Um, so, well, there, yeah, well, 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 what was manufactured? Well, go for it. Now. You can't open up and not give me the come tea. on now. They're that scene that I always get hated on when I'm telling her to just don't go to work and quit. You never mm. even see my mouth. I'm under the sheets Wait, the whole you, time. You guys dated two of the cast members, right? You dated the girls. Uh, yeah, I dated Heidi. He was you dated, dated Heidi, Heidi yeah. and you... And I was dating Audrina and Whitney. Audrina and... Oh, and Whitney. <laughs> okay. I'm, just, I'm just joking a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I feel like they, all, they all dated everybody at one point well, in the well, show. Well, me, me, Audrina, and Whitney were like the single people. So, you know, they were the ones that were more the, the serious couples. Okay. And you you weren't interested in, like, being the Spencer Pratt? And, like, really kind of giving the dish? Like, this was your camera moment. You know, to be totally honest with you, two things were going on like at the time. Like, he's selling crystals right now. Obviously, he's living the life. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, two things were going on. One, I was still in love with my ex-girlfriend at the mm. time. So I was self-conscious. I didn't want to be on a show dating other girls. Like, yeah. as silly as it sounds now. And also, I was also self-conscious about being on a reality show when I moved here to do acting. So I was like, uh do I really want to do this? And then, and that uh, was back in the day when there was like a, a stigma. Like mm-hmm. you don't, if you're going to want to be an actor, you can't do reality TV show, which I feel like is kind of just blurred. The lines have been blurred now. The Kardashians but, did that. Exactly. Yeah. So I, I just felt self-conscious. I mean, this happened to Jordan and I literally weeks into moving to town. So mm-hmm. it was a little overwhelming, 
but I can't, I gotta say this, it was an amazing experience and it's something we look back on very fondly and have really nothing negative to say about it. Do you guys still have relationships with any of the current cast members? Absolutely. We're, we're best yeah. friends with Frankie Delgado. We were hanging out with Frankie and Jason the other day. We all went to an art show. Nice. Yeah. They're both in the new reboot. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And actually, Frankie is in our film, Be Like Trees. He's, yeah. uh, he's in it as well. Oh, and I saw his name on the poster. Yeah. He's hilarious in the movie, by the way. Shout out to Frankie Delgado. Um, really funny and just awesome and one of our best friends. I love that. Chris, were you a fan of The Hills in the back in the day? You know what? When I met do I met you Brian shop Elsie Lauren Conrad? Well, actually, Lauren Conrad's really cute. I, I've seen her like in the tabloids and stuff, but I was She's never adorable. really a huge fan of the Hills. I mean, I when I first met Brian, he told me he was on the Hills, and I, or someone told me he was on the Hills, and I had no idea. I was like, oh. But cool, you look you know. like a Hills fan, Chris. <laughs> I, I can't yeah, believe well, you don't. All right. Come on. Don't let that out. <laughs> Come on. Stop. You fit, you fit the demo. <laughs> you have the vibe. <laughs> I can totally see you shopping Lauren Conrad at Kohl's. I, I will tell you this. After, <laughs> after I met Brian, I was watching TV one day and I like something through the channels and the Hills was on. I stopped and there was Brian and I was like, oh, wow, he's really on a TV show. Oh, my God. You know, so I but I I I don't think I've ever watched more than that day when I was flipping through the channels and I watched because I saw Brian was on the show. Okay. Did but the girls text- were cute. That's for sure. Yeah. 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 I feel like Lauren Conrad was like Pinterest mom before Pinterest mom was a thing, <laughs> like before she was even a mom. No. Yeah. It. She's very adorable. Do you guys like her? Oh yeah. oh, yeah. I feel like some of the other cast members really aren't fans of her. What's not um, to be a fan of? She was always she was so nice. She was so nice, so sweet, nothing but good to us. And um, yeah, I don't know what people's problems are with. You know, Jordan and I have never seen an episode other than this first season. Other than what you were in? Yeah. So we don't really know. What, what went happened? down? Oh, okay. Did you guys know uh, Kristen? Yeah. Uh, yes. She didn't film the first. She would. She didn't come on until the hills until the end of the series. Uh, but yeah. you guys, you'd known her through. Uh, well, we were friends with Talon Torriero. Um, okay. That's how we kind of met uh, Lauren and Heidi and and all of them. And um, yeah, so Kristen and, and all of them would come up to party in Los Angeles. And, and Kristen, you know, she came and supported the first film that we made uh, where we met actually Chris at the premiere. Um, we made an independent movie called Two Dudes in a Dream. And she came out and was speaking very highly. And so we'll forever. She's in our good graces. Nice. I like Kristen. How was Heidi joining? You dated her. Like, and I, I feel like she went through a really big transition going onto the show and she did all the plastic surgery. Now she's kind of a mom and has come out the other side and she's made a very big evolution. Yeah, she was, she was great. Like, I mean, from what I remember about her, she was just a nice, normal girl. Like she wasn't. Do you think the fame got to her and that's why she got so caught up in the plastic surgery and the tabloids? Something got to her. I mean, so yeah, if you want to call it fame, I guess, but I, I, I'm not, yeah, something, I, I don't know. It was just, it was weird seeing her go to that, but you know, the, I don't know. Were there signs ever? I, I put it to you this way with her. It's a lot of pressure when you move out to Hollywood and mm. you're a sweet, innocent girl and all of a sudden you're on TV and everybody's picking you apart and everybody's comparing you to other people. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure she, she, she felt a, tr- a tremendous amount of pressure to be be this or be that. And I think, you know, like any of us, we can all, especially at a younger age, kind of get feel more kind of self-conscious than we would if we weren't on a nationally televised show that everybody was watching. Yeah. yeah. So I'm sure it was tough. And, uh, you know, I just, we, we, we hope she's happy. And, um, you know, it seems like she's, her and Spencer are t- still together. So good for them. She Thoughts seems on better now. Huh? Thoughts on Spencer? 
fan. Say what you will about the guy. He worked the system and, you know. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't really know. Yeah. Not a fan. What about you, Chris? Would you be buying some of Spencer Pratt's crystals? No. Don't think so. No? No. Are you familiar with Spencer Pratt much? I, I've seen him, like, interviewed. I've seen him maybe, you know, in the, some of the tabloids and stuff. And mm. um, I mean, I've never met him, so. But no, I wouldn't be buying his, his stuff. <laughs> his crystals? <laughs> no. Doesn't seem very zen to you? Would you be? Would you join the reboot if they asked you to, Chris? Hell yeah, I'd sing on it too. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> You'd do the whole... I would do everything. I love it. Yeah. Would you guys join if they asked you back? Uh, I'd or say reality it's... TV just wasn't your vibe. Um, no, I'd say there's a, there's there's a very good possibility that we would absolutely um, do do that. Yeah, you guys have been seen out with Audrina recently. Are you guys still close with her or on social media? I feel like there was a connection with you guys and her recently. Um, was there? You know, I sometimes I can't keep up with uh, what's the Kardashians. On. What's uh, yeah, 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 <laughs> the dirty martinis. <laughs> um, you know, the last time I can remember interacting with Audrina was she was at Sundance and she was apparently hanging out with a friend of mine and we all FaceTimed and uh, oh, that's fun. But um, you know, very possible I was out and saw her and maybe don't remember because I had those dirty martinis that we talked about. <laughs> <laughs> So they're bringing in some new cast members for the reboot. Do you guys have any advice to like stay on the show? Um, cause drama. Cause yeah. drama. <laughs> oh, lots of drama. Stir the tea. Yeah, absolutely. You know, looking back, we were, I, I know myself, I was probably difficult to deal with because I felt so self-conscious about being on the show. So if anybody is listening, I apologize for my younger um, self and uh, I wish yeah you really ruined that for us yeah it was me I, ru I ruined it for us <laughs> oh Brian's I fault I had to twist his arm to get him on the show and then he got us off the show yeah God. so just blame me Brian I'm not I'm disappointed in you I know I feel like you guys could have really made it all the way to the end <laughs> to the reboot hey we're still some we're the original you're the OGs we are the OGs yeah, you're like teen mom OG and they need to have like a spinoff with all the originals I agree I agree, I agree. We got to start that. We're going to pitch that. Chris, do you have any hot reality TV tips? Um, I know <laughs> show your budget about to, to the to Bachelor. <laughs> you watch the Bachelor? You a fan? I had a Bachelor on the show the two weeks ago. Which one? He was the Russian Bachelor. His name was Alex Sparrow. My daughter. My daughter loves that show. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. Yeah. It's it's the funny. girls are a lot. It is very funny. It's very funny. It's like watching a train wreck. Like every episode and, it is yeah <laughs> have you ever met people in real life and you're like oh you're like a real person that's like actually applied for the bachelor and like that's you in person like that's not a character like that's well, just who do you, you want to hear something crazy so Always. my roommate got me into that show we're yeah. hooked monday nights you know it's, it's our thing yeah and uh so we're watching it and i'm seeing all these new contestants the season with rachel Lindsay. Mm -hmm. uh one of my best friends from college, we were in the same fraternity. He, I'm seeing he's a contestant. I'm like, you got to be kidding me. He's now with her. He he wow. was the guy she chose, Brian Abasolo. Wow. And one of the greatest guys. They're an amazing couple. I'm so happy for them. But one of my friends from college went on The Bachelor and is now happily in love from it. So you can find true love. It's not just a reality show. <laughs> would you Would you do The Bachelor, Chris? Or The Bachelorette? I, I if they invited you to be a contestant? Sh yeah, well, sure. <laughs> <laughs> we need to get you on a reality show, Chris. I'm all for this. I'm going to start a GoFundMe to make that happen. 
So you guys have a new film out, right? Or coming out? Yes. Be Like Trees? Yes. Talk to me about it, Brian. Give me your elevator pitch. What is Be Like Trees? Be Like Trees is a love letter to art and artists. Mm -hmm. Uh, The message of the movie is never give up. Don't get it perfect. Get it going. And it really follows um, all of us. Uh, The movie centers around um, my character is basically at a point in his artistic pursuit where he's thinking maybe it's time to hang it up and quit. And uh, ultimately decides... That's not an option. Yeah. Um, the film also pays honor to my mother, my late mother, who um, passed away from a de- disease called scleroderma. Mm-hmm. It's um, it's a disease. Uh, it's a terrible disease. And I watched her fight for 15 years for her life. Wow. So the movie is like, it basically is telling you, you got to fight. You can't give up. And in the film, uh, Chris, we all play versions of ourselves. Chris is a singer songwriter. He's a guy that isn't isn't following his passion and isn't putting out music. And by the end of the movie, you have to watch, but he just might be putting an album out by the end of the movie mm. and in real life, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. is this a thing, Chris? Well, I've been I've been writing songs and and recording for since you know I was in my late teens. Yeah. And I have pursued the movie industry stuff. I went to NYU film school and, um, you know, I think there's a lot of people out there that think I was crazy not to pursue the music, but I've yeah. always been writing, always been, you know, cause music and, and film go hand in hand. So I was always putting whatever, whenever I make a movie, I would put my own stuff in it, but I never put out an album. And, um, I'm finally, you know, in the, in the movie, Brian actually wrote me in. I wasn't anticipating that to happen. And when I read it for the first time, the script, I was like, Oh, <laughs> and I never acted before. So I was like, yeah. And so I, I did it. And the whole arc of my character was about, you know, actually recording and putting out the album. And I thought, you know what? I, I want to do this anyway. This is where I'm at right now in my life. Yeah. So it just, it all kind of fell together. So I yeah. like that. And yeah. and also in the film, uh, me, we have tons of jokes about being on the hills. Like you'll mm. see Jordan me and Frankie joking about it. And Jordan is an amazing painter. Uh, he's been painting since he was a kid. We, nice. we share both share a passion for painting. And we started a business called Canvas Assassins. Okay. We have a website, canvasassassins.com. You can check out our artwork. And so in the film, Jordan is kind of the character who is like basically – it's in real life, he's like my brother, my best friend. And so in the movie, he's kind of um, – uh, he, he plays that emotional through line of, you know, the guy getting in an argument with, but the guy also hug and say, I love you. And, yeah. and we start painting and, and doing artwork. And, uh, so yeah, the, the movie is just showing what artists go through to create their art and, um, all the obstacles that come with that. So Jordan, what would you say, like if they're, cause I feel like that's a very common story or a very common uh, narrative of people who are creatives that kind of realize like, oh, you know, it's not as easy to just come to Los Angeles or go to a city like New York or wherever, um, and just kind of have a career instantly. Like mm-hmm. it takes a lot of work and there is a grind and sometimes it doesn't happen overnight. And, you know, what advice would you have to them if they're stuck in like that self-doubt moment? I think it's what like Brian just said is, uh, don't get it perfect, get it going. Um, you know, a lot of times we can sit back and just, you know, like, like for instance with Chris, right. He's been writing music his whole life, but his title of his album is 30 years unplugged. Right. So he, he's, he's spent 30 years doing all this stuff, but he, you know, put it out. So, yeah. you know, it's for anybody, it's just go out there and just, it doesn't matter if you're, if you're not great yet, just, just start getting out there and doing it and being vulnerable. And, and that's where the growth happens. That's where you'll, you'll know you'll start getting better and, yeah, that's the message of the movie, too, is just don't get it perfect, get it going. Yeah, and I feel like with social media and YouTube and all that, like, it's so much easier to gain a platform. Um, are you guys using a lot of social media to, to promote the film, Be Like Trees? 
We are, and please follow us on social media. We you can go to uh, beliketrees.com has links to everything, but on Instagram we have a, a be, uh, at beliketrees, um, Twitter at beliketreesfilm. Uh, if you'd like to follow me at Brian Drolet, um, Jordan. Yeah, I'm at Jordan Eubanks twenty three, and I'm at Chris Live thirteen. Love it. Why do you guys all have numbers in here? <laughs> I don't have numbers. Yes. Well, I'm from North Carolina, and what does 23 is represent? Michael Jordan. Oh, got it, got it, got it. And yeah. 13 is I was born on Friday the 13th. Oh, that's not a nice story. Well, <laughs> I also noticed you were on the 13th floor of the New York building. <laughs> got a lot of 13s in your life. I know, I do, I do. D- do you believe in Friday the 13th, Chris? Well, how can I? How can I think it's bad luck if if I you was were born, born on, on that, that day. day? Okay, but oh, I, I will I'll... tell you something kind of interesting. My father. Yeah. Um, my fa- the reason I'm I- I'm actually have a very musical background my family uh, my father was president of Capitol Records back in the 60s he signed the Beatles and the Beach Boys and Frank Sinatra and um, my father always wanted me to do music um, and I- there's been a real presence both of Brian's mother and my father um, making this film we've had a lot of interesting stories that have happened that are kind of mind-blowing mm-hmm. um, but just in terms of 13 my father died on Friday the 13th oh, wow. which was very comforting f- for me it felt like you know it gave some rhyme or reason. It just it was it was almost like his last message was "I love you." Yeah, that's just what it felt like to me. But we had some incredible stories um, that happened while we were shooting well, this. W- we were filming uh, at my mother's uh, graveyard where she's buried, mm-hmm. and um, everything went so smooth on the shoot of the film. We shot everywhere, and we're shooting at her graveyard. And at first, I was a little bit scared, like. Oh, is this wrong that we're filming here? But my mother was an artist and she was phenomenal and she was very particular. And so I found myself filming in this cemetery and I could hear her in my mind going, make sure you get a good shot. Make me look good. Get the, get the tree over there in the shot. It looks beautiful. And I'm like, okay, mom. So it felt like I was working with her. It was really yeah. cool. And then when it came time to get this one shot. It was the last shot of the day. It was the last shot of the day. The sun was shining in such a way that it was blowing out her gravestone, mm-hmm. and you couldn't see it. And we were like, wow, so we had to wait. Yeah. So we're waiting, 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 and we're wondering, why is this you know, so difficult to capture? So we wait. We finally get the shot. Let, let, let me interject just a little bit. <laughs> you you finished well, the story. I, I want to say it's succinct because you know. Okay, well, just okay. Well, so I the, the the light was come. We could not read the ep, ep, you know the epitaph on the on the on the gravestone. Yeah. So um, but I sat down. What while we were waiting, I saw that there was a shadow that was going to come. But we just waited about an hour, but everything had gone so well on the shoot. It was like everything had been like magic, literally. So this was an anomaly. Suddenly mm-hmm. we're waiting. So I sat down at the gravestone when Brian was doing some shooting around and I said, I talked to his mom. I said, why are you making us wait? Like, I know you're making us wait for a reason. And I yeah. couldn't figure out why. Anyway, the sun finally came to the right place. The shadow came. Go ahead. You can finish. So we're, we're exiting the, the, the cemetery. We've got the shot. We're in the car. We're leaving. And then all of a sudden I hear, get out of the car. Get the camera. Like, walk. Pretend like you're. I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And we look up and there's a rainbow that appears above the entire cemetery. Wow. And we get this amazing shot of me walking away from my mother's grave site. And I look up in the sky and there's this rainbow. It hadn't wow. even been raining. And the the craziest thing about it is we get this shot, tears are coming out of my eyes. It just seemed like her saying, I love you guys. You know, this is my stamp of approval on the movie and and this is me showing up. And then we got back in the car after we got the shot and we were kind of like, wow, this is surreal. And we went to drive away and we looked up and the rainbow was gone. It wow. literally appeared just for a few just moments. And shot. it's And people think it's CGI when they watch the movie. Like... It's like I almost want to say this is a real a rainbow. Real rainbow. You have to put a disclaimer on that. Not I love that. that. 
And and also, I just wanted to say, speaking of social media, we have a, a YouTube page, Be Like Trees. Mm-hmm. Um, if you type Be Like Trees into YouTube, you'll find it. And we have interviews with all of us, get to know us better, get to know the film better. So you can also do that. I love it. And when is the film going to be available and where can people watch it? Uh, right now, we're eyeing a spring 2019 release. Okay. Um, most likely the first place you're going to be able to get it is iTunes, but from there we will branch out to other digital platforms as well. So we will be announcing a date on our social media in the very, very near future. I love it. Thank you guys for listening to hashtag no filter with Zach Peter. One more time for everybody. Where can they follow you guys? Brian. At Brian Drolet, that's B-R-I-A-N-D-R-O-L-E-T, at Brian Drolet. Uh, and yes, uh, at Jordan Eubanks, I'm not going to spell it out, but <laughs> at Jordan Eubanks with an E, two, three. Chris. And I am at at Chris Liv, that's at C-H-R-I-S-L-I-V, 13. I love it. And Chris is living his best life. You can follow me at Just Plain Zach. And where can we go to check out the film one last time? Go to BeLikeTrees.com for all info. BeLikeTrees.com. Go right now. Follow these guys because they're awesome. And I hope they get to be on like a reality show together at some point with lots of rainbows. Lots of rainbows. All right. Thank you guys for listening. Don't forget to subscribe and listen every Wednesday to Hashtag No Filter with Zach Peter. We're available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, all the places. So don't forget to subscribe and leave me a five-star review. And until then, I'm going to go and watch me some more hills. Bye. (laughs) 